Prostate cancer, no fear necessary. This is a big 
episode for me today because this is a, a Friday that I haven't had probably ever in my life like this. Just the feeling of what I'm going through and and what's been happening and you know it's just been a great great week um you probably saw some posts earlier that i was able to spend some great time with my daughter and we just had a really great week and so here i am friday the 13th and you know we always hear friday the 13th as as something negative you know especially for us that look at numbers and and believe these things about the 13 and bad numbers, you know, you go to some buildings, they don't have a 13th floor. You know, they go right from 12 to 14 because no one wants to stay on the 13th floor. So I'm outside, so you may see me sweating. You know, I'm still here in, in Playa del Carmen. And actually, I'm going back tomorrow. I'm leaving out of here in, in the morning. But this has been kind of a great week. I was able to um, celebrate my daughter's 31st birthday. And it's just been great. And I have to admit, it's really been kind of emotional for me. And one of the things is life is flashing behind and in front of me. So I'm having things kind of reminiscing on a lot of things and and seeing what's in the future and so it's you know kind of hit me hard really last night last night was a little tough um not bad tough just you know very emotional and so hey i want to move into the, the the new the new week and have a good time so what's been going on you know what's going on with my health you know i talked about mental things just um last week you know how how things are so mental and our mental health is important and i always remember as a you know as a not just an as an athlete but just going through life whenever you do something it's like it's 80 percent mental it's 90 percent mental you know so many things you know it's always a high percentage of things that are mental and I remember, you know, when I was bowling a lot and it was like, you know, it's 80% mental, it's 90% mental. And when I was younger, I didn't quite understand it. I'm like, wait, this is all physical. You know, I'm running, I'm throwing a ball, or I'm, I'm playing basketball or whatever. What does mental have to do with it? And as you start kind of moving up, you know, and, and how well you're performing, mental does become a part of it because you have to mentally be prepared to take on what's coming at you and that's why i spent some uh i spent some time last week just talking about this mental piece because you know this breakthrough for me is it is a lot mental but the mental piece affects my physical piece and how does all that matter? And the mental piece, a lot of time comes from our knowledge of understanding what we're about to embark on. And what I found for me, the more I know, the more I understand what I'm about to do, the more confident I am 
and performing or doing what I need to do. So knowledge for me takes the pressure away of having the anxiety. And I've always been kind of a high anxiety person. And, and that's why I've probably always moved at 90 miles an hour. And, you know, I'm slowing down. So you guys say, man, you say slow down the last three times. Yeah, I'm going to probably keep saying it because I have to keep reminding myself. And there's nothing wrong with reminding ourselves of things we need to do, especially if it's changing habits or things that we knew in the past. Sometimes we know something is better or worse, but sometimes the habit it's hard to stop doing those things. And one of the things on this journey for me was, you know, the foods I ate, you know, how can I go every day, a week, a month, you know, a quarter, a year and not eat and drink a lot of the things that I've done, you know, for, you know, a lot of long times in my life, you know, how do I, how can I stop eating pizza and hamburgers. And, and those are things that, I, you know, I, I ate. And I say, hey, look, this is good meat. It's all organic, you know, so I should be okay. And in essence, that is true. But where I am, I have to be careful what I put in my body. So I have to kind of tell myself, okay, if I'm only juicing and eating some salads and fruits and veggies all day, every day for the next week, month, year, you know, how am I going to feel? Am I going to miss all these things? And I'm finding out I don't. And that was me learning the understanding that our body only needs nutrition for us to live and perform every day. And what I realized that food was comforting. And I remember when the term, term comfort food came up, it was always, you know, milkshakes, cakes, you know, those were considered comfort foods or, you know, what they would call high calorie or high fat foods, but those were comfort foods to make us feel good. And what I realized on this journey is a, most foods are um, comfort foods. We eat a lot of things because it makes us comfortable, makes us feel good. It fills our belly. And when I started really kind of detoxing my body and I started realizing that my body only needed the nutrition. And I don't, I'm not going to get too technical on this um, episode about um, the, the foods and the, the, the drinks, the, the juices. And we're going to talk about that later on. As a matter of fact, what we're going to be doing um, probably in the next quarter is actually doing live, you know, this is what I do for breakfast and how to prepare those things, really take you through these steps of kind of walking through to get your, your body and your mind kind of prepared 
to get those things. I need to grab something here. So, so you got to kind of, you know, I had to get my mind kind of, it's okay not to have these things. And what I realized, it was my stomach that needed to be filled. And you've heard me say in, you know, in past episodes, I don't get hungry anymore. And I really don't. I tell you the irony of it, though. I have to force myself sometimes to eat because I don't, I don't get hungry, but I got to eat to get the nutrition in and, and it's fruits or vegetables or, you know, maybe some extra juice just so my, cause my body needs what it needs. You know, that's what our body needs to perform and for us, you know, not to be lightheaded and all these other things. So I have to start forcing myself to kind of start eating. And so now the physical piece. So what's the physical piece that's important? And physical and mental kind of go together. But what I started realizing, and, and I noticed even decades ago, that my family life is very important. And that family life also has that big mental piece. Because if the family life is not right, then, you know, it's hard to kind of perform, you know, you may be sluggish, you know, you can be depressed and it hurts you physically. You don't eat, you don't, you know, it's a lot of things that happens when our mental state is not right. So this week, you know, being around my daughter and Matt, you know, we just had a ball and, you know, and, you know, we had some, rough goings, you know, in our life, you know, for a decade, maybe even a little longer, but, you know, it's been some times that we had some good times for maybe a couple of months. And then all of a sudden there's nothing there. And so how do we kind of get through that piece and what, where I am on this journey, what I realize and what's needed for me to continue on and to get to that next level, I need my family. And, you know, that's my, you know, my wife, my daughters, my sons, my brother, you know, my cousins, you know, people who have really poured into me that I need that support. Not just because I, I, I'm, I'm dealing with cancer. Cancer really isn't the issue, issue as it is just for me to perform at my optimal level. And am I willing to face those issues head on? And it's easy to hide behind social media. And I had to realize, you know, a few weeks ago, I'm on social media now from a positive perspective. And I'm actually now starting to enjoy it um, from a communication and just releasing, you know, my thoughts and communicating. And so how does that all kind of fit in? And so one of the things that transpired this weekend and I'm, I'm, I'm posting kind of a little let you know letter you know i you know might be three or four paragraphs 
and it's gonna really say a lot of things and and i just kind of want to touch on a few of those you know just kind of you know where i am right now and because you know last night i broke down kind of bad you know um i mean i kind of boohoo cried last night and i actually did it again this morning and it's not because i'm sad or i'm you know i was had a cancer diagnosis or anything like that it's really just been the beauty of life and the beauty of family and spending this time with you know my middle daughter caitlin you know just kind of brought all that back you know kind of brought all that back you know full 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 circle to me and one of the things i had to start understanding is i have to be careful of the outside noise so on this journey from a health perspective you know people are always telling me if they hear i have cancer you know try this do this do this and when i hear that or anybody when we hear these things those thoughts or those things that they're telling us are not inherently wrong. It may not be applicable to us individually. And if you, you know, if you heard some of the earlier um, podcasts, you know, I talk about our physical and mental walk is really individual. And, you know, we have to know and understand. And that's why the knowledge of where we are and what's happening with our bodies and our mind is so important and we can't do or take everything that people give gives us even though those statements or those facts are true they may not be applicable to us and i always use this example like i can't eat berries and and cucumbers you know right now because they're hard on the digestive system and you know i need those enzymes to work you know the cancer i need those enzymes to fight the cancer not to be working you know the my stomach and di digestive systems and other things that we may do i need my my liver to be operating at its optimal and that's why i can't drink anymore you know it's not a religious call that i'm saying you know anything like that it's just that I know alcohol affects the liver. And so understanding where you are individually, that's why getting these tests and, and knowing where you are is, 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 is so important. And so I'm learning another language, Spanish, because, you know, I spend a lot of time in Mexico. You know, I'm here now, but I'm not in the city where I actually kind of live or spend most of my time so learning this other language is 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 teaching me a lot and I, I i read something yesterday somebody made a comment about if you can't speak well it means you, you you're stupid or you're not very smart and i know people who speak very well and don't know anything and people who don't speak well who are very intelligent and I know I have speech problems and still have issues speaking. It's just a physical issue. And I had to kind of get past those, those phobias. 
and learning another language now is helping me get through it. It is actually helping me with my English. And health is kind of the same way. And I, you know, I talked about physics. It's really just math and algebra using letters just to do really simple math um, addition and multiplication. And I started finding out on this journey that medical is the same way. Yes, they got all these terms. I might be able to pronounce two of them. Doesn't mean I don't know or understand what they are and what they're supposed to do. So to say I don't know anything about it because I can't pronounce it is ludicrous. But what I started understanding is that, you know, the medical profession has all these words to mean something simple. And we say all the time, doc, just tell me in, in layman's terms. And I do the same thing in my practice. You know, just tell it to me in layman's term, Corey. You know, I can tell them, you know, hey, you got to take this depreciation, you take the AGI, your adjusted gross income, subtract your itemized deduction, blase, blase. And this is how you come up with a taxable income. And that's easy for me to say, but it doesn't register if you haven't been trained in that field. So in simple terms, you make income. What I want to do is show you what deductions you can take to reduce your taxes. It's really just that simple. And so to be able to break down that, well, you know, for most of us, if you own a house and you pay in the mortgage, that interest is a deduction and it reduces your income. Now, the big way to say, oh, it's an itemized deduction. There's a floor, there's a ceiling, you know, it's a phase out really becomes not an important to really understand it just to, to, to make decisions. So I had to kind of really do a lot of that with my health, you know, cause I'm not trained as a, as a doctor and people would try to disqualify me because I don't have those credentials, but biology, understanding sales, you don't have to. But one of the things that I found this last six months that's been very important is I need my support system. And that's my family. And how do you bridge that gap? And it's been some tough battles these past 10, 15 years. I went, you know, I've gone through a divorce. And that's tough on the kids and it's tough on the adults. No, no matter what the situation is, divorces are tough. And, and once you kind of get into it, it's like, man, I don't never want to do that. And I remember people saying, hey, man, I lost my mother. I did, did a lot of things. I said, but my divorce was the worst thing that happened to me and what it can do to our mental makeup. So now I got to understand to bridge my family to try to say, hey, look, I need you guys. Let's work through these issues. 
And so I, I'm not going to go a whole bunch through what I wrote, you know, and it's going to be posted once um, this hits. But I do want to kind of make some challenges, you know, to us out there from the health perspective. And that's to give ourselves, to give yourself, just try something for 40 days. And I know we've always said these New Year's resolutions, we're going to, you know, lose weight, we're going to go to the gym, we gain weight, you know, just work out. And, and it's very hard to do that because it's the mental piece. The mental piece is to break through and put those things on your calendar. So I posted something um, for my daughter's birthday a couple of days ago about you know, in 263 days, she would be a billion seconds old. And if I could get a, a dollar a second, I would be a billionaire. You know, she would be a billionaire by the time she's, you know, before she's 32. And I started realizing the value of time. And so how we use our time, how I use my time became so important. And that's why I'm such a process internal control junkie, because I'm always trying to maximize my time. And I just started to learn to get a lot more done in the 24 hours, not because I'm rushing, not because, you know, I'm doing things real quick. It's because I put certain things in place that allows me to move forward without wasting time or effort. And this journey is teaching me more and more about this. And I'm going through these, through, uh, through this with things that I do. You know, how much time do I want to spend watching TV? I am a sports fanatic. But the probably the past five, six years, I watch very little sports now doesn't make you bad if you do. It's just about prioritizing what's important. And so my time has just become so important to me that I want to maximize it. And it's not because I had a cancer diagnosis. I think that did bring it to the forefront because that reality that the end is coming, even though we've known it, it's like it's here now. And so I just want to maximize that. And so we're going to be kind of going through some things in the future about how to start maximizing your time. And, you know, and just some of the, some quick, I'm you know, give you a quick little cheat on that is, you know, when I, you know, when I come home and if I know I'm going to cook, and if I got to bake something, I'm going to go turn the oven on right now so it's already preheated. Because most, if not all, recipes are going to call for a preheated oven. But let's say I go through and I go change my clothes and do all these other things that takes about 10, 15 minutes. And then I come turn the oven on. And the only thing I got to do is to cook. I got to wait 10 minutes now. 
But if I turn that oven on before I start taking my clothes off and the other things I got to do, I save that 10 minutes. And there's a lot of those things that I'm always constantly trying to improve in my life. And not to get so crazy about things. So this trip was kind of funny. So I was coming here Monday, but there were a lot of canceled flights Monday out of Las Vegas. So now they got to move people on all these other flights. And now the flights are canceled. Now you got all these folks on standby. It doesn't matter whether you have a ticket or you are non-rev. It doesn't matter. You're not getting on the plane because there's only so many seats. So I didn't get out Monday. And I'm just like, it's really okay. I went home. I got to do some things. And I came right on back. I fly out Tuesday, my bag's not there because my bag was supposed to go out. So I get to Cancun on Tuesday, my bag's not there. So I put the claim in, I got to go back and pick it up. So I get to the, I get, you know, get checked into my place and because the main thing I wanted to be here Wednesday for Caitlin's birthday. That was the most important thing. So ordinarily, I could get stressed worrying about the bag and like, man, the bag's not here. And I just told myself, just get, as long as you get the bag tonight, no harm, no file. This is where the mental piece came in, that don't let it mess up this vacation, this time that you have planned. So I went to get my bag. Now they want to rip me off trying to come back with my bag because they have these special laws of who can bring you back with these tactics and with these cabs. I took the cab there. Cost me, I don't know, what, 50 bucks, 40, 50 bucks, something like that. But on the way back, it was a hundred and something dollars. I just smiled and laughed and said, here, man, here's my, you know, to how to the creditor, you know, here's my credit card. It just didn't matter because my bag showed up on a later flight. And I didn't really have to do a whole bunch. It kind of happened automatically. It just didn't come on that flight. But what I should have done is got up a little earlier the next day and went made sure that that bag was going to be on the flight that I was on. But because I didn't do that, I lost that time and those dollars. And I could have done it. I just didn't do it. So those things happen in our lives. And ordinarily, it could have ruined my day or my next day. And, and we would have been talking about what didn't go right. And, and so when Wednesday came, it was like everything just bumped out. And kind of the same thing now, you know, with, you know, you know, my family, you know, what's been going on. And I'm going to kind of leave what I posted you know, what I, or what I am posting for you to just kind of read and just kind of go through it. And what are we willing to fight for? What are we willing not to let mess up? 
our days, our months, our years, and our family relationships. Because life is tough, but it's really easy. And if we can get the mental piece, those things that come at us, we can get through. And I'm saying this from my own perspective of where I've come and where I am at this point in my life. So I'm looking at my family totally different now. And there were decisions that I've made over the past, you know, 10 years. They were very tough. But I had to believe that these were the right decisions to make. And I just mean really personally with the real intimate relationships with my wife, my kids, my brothers, you know, those people that, you know, we can get sucked into what seems right. And there's this one word that I'm, you know, it used to drive me crazy. And I realized that we use that to manipulate and that's selfish. What really is selfish? Because I can make the decision and I can say, I'm the head of the house. A lot of decisions I make aren't always comfortable. Don't always make everybody else feel good. And it can get thrown back to me, you just being selfish. But I know that this is the best decision in the long run. And you're going to hear some more about these stories, you know, you know, later on. I'm going to really peel back this onion. You know, when you get the onions, you cry. And so I'm peeling back the onion of my life now. And maybe that's why I've been so emotional. Because the tears can't stop. And one of the things, you know, my parents have been, you know, gone for three years. And I've said I hadn't shed a, a, a tear of, of sadness or remorse or loss. And it's not that I've been trying to be tough and hold it back. It's just that emotion hasn't come over me. And I remember when my mother, uh, I was in the hospital and, and we were talking. And I said, Mom, you know, I just have no regrets. And we were talking and we weren't talking about, oh, Mom, I'm sorry about this and all this. We just talked about how great it was to have each other in our lives. And I said, Mom, all the bad stuff that's gone in my life, I don't, I don't have any regrets, but not because I wish not that I don't wish those things didn't happen. It's because I learned from those things. And when I said that to her, she gave me that thumbs up. And now I'm at this place and I'm reconnecting with my family. The emotions are coming out. And they're real emotions of moving forward and and happiness and progress not of sadness that's not that i wasn't sad that my parents left but 
when I talked to them, I think, I believe that they were happy that they knew I was at a place of contentment. And I think they passed that on. You don't have to be sad because I know what they imparted in me. I had to believe what I've imparted in my daughters that they would come back. And I always remember the scripture says, train up a child in the way they should go and they should not depart from you. Doesn't mean that you may be estranged for a while. You just gotta know that you imparted what you needed to impart with them. And I could not give in because we were not talking or they were, you know, whatever. It just didn't matter. Sometimes we got to stand firm on what we think is the best. And as the man or the head of whoever I thought or I believe that I'm responsible for, I had to make a lot of unpopular decisions, and I still got to make them. Even this way of treating cancer naturally. And Caitlin and I had a conversation, and I told her last week, I said, you know, I said the years and the days didn't matter because I was at a point in my life that additional time didn't matter because where I am kind of related to God and the, the, the freedom or the contentment I have. If I go tomorrow, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And so if I went tomorrow, tonight, I feel happy. But I told her last week, I said, I don't want to go. And I didn't want to go even when I was saying that. But there's a different little urgency now. And I said, you know, if I know if I did this, it extends my life because of where we are, I may do it now. And she said, Dad, you know, it's so funny because we were really pissed at you when you said you're not going to do anything. We said you just giving up. And I wasn't. I hadn't given up. I just didn't want all the other things that comes along with doing those other procedures. For me, not saying that they're bad or wrong. And then the emotion started hitting me the last few days. And it's like God was saying, you don't need to do it. You just keep doing what you're doing. And I can only think about what if I go premature or a day or a year earlier because I didn't do those things? And then he reminded me, but what if you do those things and you can't do those things to really enjoy that additional time? And that's the struggle that I've been dealing with and kind of the emotion because the relationships that I'm having with my family now 
are at a point that I want to start all over again. I don't mean start the relationship. I just, I wanted to keep going for another 40 years. But I know that window was short, not because I, I had a cancer diagnosis, because that's just the, the ebb and flow of life. We don't go forever. But to capture those seconds, those minutes, those days, those weeks, those months, those years, those decades, and not to waste our time. And that God is showing me the importance of using that time. And so that's why the emotions have hit me the way that they have. And I'm just thankful that I'm here. And I just challenge you to go on this 40 days and 40 nights. The Bible talks about 40 days and 40 nights and the number 40 so much. That just give yourself 40 days to do a real detoxification of your, your body. Because it goes to your, your mind and your spirit and that closeness. And I know you may have tried diets and going to the gym and not smoking and drinking and all these other things. And I'm not saying don't do these things from a religious. Because, see, you can't do these things because you think God gets mad. Because we know in salvation, hey, we got an advocate. So I can still do these things. But I'm saying do these things for yourself for your family to give yourself those 40 days because I know within those 40 days you're going to see a change so I want to go we're going to start this 40 day challenge because where I am with my family and some other relationships and there's a bunch of people I, I, I owe apologies to that I'm sorry. And I hope when I reach out, you just take the call and just let me say I'm sorry because of the comfort that I hope it brings you that it brings to me. Because when people have come back to me and apologized to me, I know how it lifted me. And so the space that I'm in now, it's nothing like it. And that's why the emotions that I'm having daily, and it's not just at night. It could be three, four times a day. And sometimes it's just the dribble. And sometimes it's a full out boo-hoo. And are we just so afraid to expose ourselves? And you don't even have to expose it to anyone else. But I just thought I had to at least expose it to myself. And God takes care of it. That's the strength that God has given me to not to be afraid. So I want us to go on this 40-day challenge. And I'm just going to post this picture of me last night, a boo-hoo crying. 
I don't know what made me take the picture. Just to maybe show it. And I know people that are close to me just say I just never show emotions. It's not because I'm not emotional. I'm just always processing. I'm not trying to be hard or tough. It's just always a bigger picture. Or it's not just about me. It's just that i got to do these things. It doesn't matter how I feel and what I'm going so let's get this 40-day challenge going on. So what I want to do is start the day one, you know, soon. And I'm going to post the 40-day challenge. And let's see how that goes. So I want to thank you to listen, for listening to one of our prostate cancer, No Fear Necessary. Please check me out on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify. Please go out to my um podcast i got a bunch of stuff out there and again i just want to thank you i love you god bless and have a wonderful day